0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Spent a good part of my father's day out working in the yard. I was digging this little miniature uh, rain garden, and if you don't know what that is, basically it's just the little depression that can hold water. Not meant to hold water permanently, but it allows the rainwater to infiltrate into the ground naturally, and instead of just running off. And the reason that I'm doing this is uh, the one corner of my house, which we have uh, six-inch gutters there. I guess they're six-inch downspouts as well. So it's a lot of water that comes off of that side of the roof. And it's basically like a fire hose in a heavy rain. I mean, it's a pretty good, not that kind of flow, not that kind of head pressure, but it's, it's a lot of gallons a minute coming out of that bottom of that gutter. And what it does is it blows out all the mulch and, and really uh, degrading the soil quality. For the bushes there, and leaving a, a wet spot where there's a little depression in the yard and the grass wasn't growing properly. So all of this meant maintenance headache, basically. So uh, what I did is I dug a little swale ditch down to a little depression, and just about, I don't know, six inches deep and i also added some bushes in there a couple of butterfly bushes some grasses and those will help soak up the water as well they'll naturally benefit from the water and i lined that with a fabric then to keep the weeds out i don't want weeds in there you could allow that to grow in would be fine but that's not what i want and um anyway uh i got all that done everything's dug out the fabric's down the bushes are planted I gave them a super-duper soaking. It's still kind of dry here. we got like a week of rain coming, so hopefully this will be perfect. And uh, I needed to get this done so that I can finish mulching. Quite a project, you know, to get out of the way so that I can get on with my mulching project. Anyway, I knocked this thing out in record time. I was like a machine on Father's Day. We had plans to go out to dinner, which we did. We had a fantastic time. But, uh, yeah, I just was grinding. Went out this morning uh, to get this thing wrapped up, and boom, done in no time. Thank goodness, because uh, i tell you, for me to do back-to-back days of hard labor like that's a little tough. <laughs> I mean, I was swinging the digging bar. All four bushes I planted, I had to dig those holes with a, a digging bar I had all the edging to do, a lot of hoeing to do. I was carrying around buckets of water. I had buckets of dirt that I had to pull out of there and carry over to another bed. It's a lot. It's a lot for a guy who's no longer 25. But I can still work. I can still work hard. It's just doing it back to back. Well, anyway, I got lucky. I went out there, and I was kind of moping around. I got out there at 730 this morning. And I'm like, all right, let me well, let me water. That's a, let me do, put some water down. That's a nice way to ease into the work, right? And uh, a bucket of water is 40 pounds. So I grab, I'm like, 80-pound farmer's carry to start the day. My back, uh. <laughs> so I'm thinking, self, knock it off. <laughs> so, you know, I did a couple stretches and got my head on straight, had an energy drink. Did I tell you the energy drink story? Let me finish the swale story. Anyway, um, it's all done and ready. I got it done in record time, which was perfect. Uh, The river rock hasn't arrived. And I thought, you know what? Let me go do the podcast early because I don't think later tonight I'm going to (laughs) be in much condition to be doing this after I start humping around this river rock for the rest of the day. Uh, Anyway, it looks great. Once I get it done and I trim back the... uh, what I did with the fabric, I cut a nice, tight, square edge. I wrapped the fabric up the edge, and that'll create a natural barrier that, that should keep that edge nice and tight is what I'm, what I'm shooting for. A nice, clean break between the grass and the river rock, if you know what I mean. And uh, so there's a better way to do that. They use, like, a stainless steel edging. I guess you could use plastic, but if you're going to go through that trouble... The stainless steel is a better way to go. Uh, you don't have to worry about the weed whacker tearing it up and doesn't uh, break down in the sun and so forth the way plastic does. So I'm happy with it. And by the way, this is all good for the environment. I'm happy to say it really is. Instead of the water running off and, and continuing to wash away topsoil, which is really what's happened uh, in parts of our property, now I have that. Um, re, uh, you know, re re. Uh, entering back into the into the soil, into the groundwater, which is uh, where our well is up there. And so we're naturally uh, feeding it back into our well, as well as adding further habitat for bugs and um, insects, worms. I pulled the one grass out of the bucket, and there was a worm in the bottom living there that whole time. Pretty cool, right? Everywhere I've been digging, the garden... I put uh, melon plants in over the weekend. I was digging lots of worms and bugs. Very, very healthy. I'm happy to see all that. A lot of pincher bugs this year. One I had a, a pepper fall off the plant. I didn't pick it. They, they're, they're getting to a certain size. It's, it's the weirdest thing with the pepper plants this year because of the weather. Corn not growing either. Tomatoes are doing great. Anyway, um, it had a hole in it. I was like, I guess we we'll have to cut it open and see what's going on there. Here, a pincher bug was living in there. My daughter figured it out. Amazing, right? Hope it, I hope that's not going to be the uh, the rest. I have one plant that's bearing bearing peppers. Anyway, I'm happy to have the well swale done. It's got you know it's going to be a place for the birds and the bugs and the um, chipmunks can hide out in there and snakes and snakes will probably enjoy it. I would think be a good, good habitat all around. Good for the groundwater. And I mention this to you because. Uh, you know, believe it or not, I'm an environmentalist really when it comes down to it. Why wouldn't you want to take good good care of our ground? Why wouldn't you want to leave it better than we found it? And one of the largest polluters of our water is lawns. People put all these chemicals down. Um we don't we don't do that at all. Uh I'm not saying that I wouldn't, you know, there may be a time where you got like a serious crabgrass problem or something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. I haven't had to deal with it where I've looked at options. I know this year we had pretty heavy dandelions coming in, and I went out there with a hoe and dug them up. And you know what? It worked great. Mechanical removal of weeds is always an option versus chemicals. That's a, It's an easy one. And to tell you the truth, that's by and large how we generally do it. And I've got all kinds of tools to help with that from, a, you know, a big weed whacker, uh, hand tools, cutters. Um, I have a root buster, little spade. I have a root buster shovel if I need it, um, which we do. I use the heck out of that thing. I think you could, like, cut a limb off with that shovel. Like, if you put that down, why am I saying that's disgusting? It's amazing what it can cut through. Anyway, uh, I don't want to ramble on here too much. The bottom line is there's a lot you can do in your yard that would be good for the environment if everybody would uh, take an interest in that. Rain barrels for your gutters, if you have it set up right. First of all, it's a nice, convenient way to have water in the yard, especially if you have dogs, animals. Uh, you can leave water out for birds and things like that. It it's can be very, very helpful to the habitat. You know, everybody, everybody, Nobody spends any time outside, so you're never going to see people gravitate to this, though. I I, I can't believe how many houses I go by. It's just uh, mind-boggling to me. People, uh, we were, where were we? Oh, when we came back from dinner on Father's Day. And we were looking at all these homes. There's this one, uh, I guess you'd call it, we don't call them retirement villages, but that's kind of what it is, uh, an over 55 community. And, uh, you know, they've got like a clubhouse and a walking trail. And the houses are 20 feet apart. Big box, you know, all modern, modern conveniences, maintenance-free, all that. Beautiful decks and porches on these things. Um, Most of them not real big. I guess it's, you know, over 55 community, not for families. Big, wide walking trail, beautiful landscaping. Not one person outside. I don't know. I mean, it was Father's Day. The restaurant was pretty empty, too. It was in the afternoon. Maybe everybody was napping. Maybe that's what they but, but I never see people outside. So you think people are going to take an interest in, in doing things in their yard that are uh, good for the habitat? I think it's important. I got a buddy, lives a couple towns over, and he's done all kinds of things. Raised bees, When remember when we were having a, the bee problem? You know how huge that is that he did that? A little bit of effort, bird houses, certain bird species, we have all kinds of bird nests and bird houses around. You're just going to watch. Sometimes they get in places you don't want them, you know. Anyway, I enjoy doing all that. I wanted to mention this to you, too, my little um, motivational talk for the day. And it's very simple. Uh, and I just wanted to mention this based on my observation recently. Uh, but here's my my piece of advice. Don't look back. Stop looking back. I, you know, everybody wants to, like, regurgitate the, the Butt hurt of a million years ago. I've also noticed a trend where people tend to look at everybody else's negative uh, history, but fail to recognize their own. It's interesting to me. It really is. Anyway, I would say to you, invest more of your time thinking about your future than looking back at your past, because. There's not a doggone thing you're going to do to change it at this point. And not that you don't want to learn from your experience. You do. But you don't have to keep replaying and talking about the past. A lot of people, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. I feel like I don't do that frequently. But I've noticed that a lot of people, you know, people, no, back in high school. I'm like, what? High school? seriously, people still talking about high school i I don't get it. Why would you sit around and do that to yourself? start thinking about your uh, start thinking about your future. I want to talk about what's going on with the families today and I know you probably see this you know it's like a, a become a not so quiet war against traditional families. How do we go from gay marriage so that homosexuals can have access to health care to where we're at now? Open, by the way, this this war on uh traditional families this it's open isn't it a conspiracy. It's a goal of Black Lives Matter to disrupt the traditional family. Why? Instigate to cause problems for. I don't know. It's a, you know a simple, it's a simple setup. A mom who's a woman, a dad who's a father, and children who obey their parents. Boy, conservative, I guess. Old, talking about the past. and I, I, Maybe we'll talk about this idea of, of conservative uh, versus liberal and progress. But the bottom line is uh, there's an open effort to destroy this traditional family. And I want to just throw something a little weird at you in this. You know, I always ask myself, why? Ask myself, why? My mother. I think my mother instilled that in me. She would ask me, why are you doing that? Why do you keep disobeying? But I ask myself, why particularly these young people, but also you've got liberals as well participating in this. Even churches. If you were to to dig into the LGBTQIA movement, I'm sure you'll find it in their call to order as well, to disrupt the traditional family. Why? Doesn't that sound evil? It is evil. It's wrong. Why, Why is anybody, traditional family or not, not entitled to their quiet enjoyment as long as they're not causing harm to somebody else? The whole situation, there was a, a gay guy tongue said, I'm not um, discriminated against. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be a person out there somewhere that uh, doesn't have a biased or out-and-out hatred against whatever, because it does happen. But institutionally, commercially, homosexuals are not discriminated against in this country anymore. They're kind of the opposite, really. So what is this all about? Why well, have a little theory on this. I asked the why. Why would, why would somebody want to disrupt the family? Why would people hate the church? Abuse. It's the only thing I can think of. I've mentioned to you that uh, as part of my dealings with our, our church years ago, I was involved in uh, adult youth, troubled, challenged, marginalized, I don't know. Uh, boy, it, it was quite the eye-opener the um the sex um the disregard for any norms really was amazing uh the um brutal uh, violent nature of it um lack of respect for laws the stealing cheating lying um the drug use uh, I, I don't and, and nobody seemed happy in that equation i don't remember any Uh, smiles laughing none of that it seemed uh, a life of um, suffering really and part of what I witnessed in all that would be uh, generations of it parents parents knew what was going on maybe had done it themselves participated in some of it themselves So, and then uh, I've seen too from from different endeavors uh, um You know, how many people live in the the drugs and addiction to levels that I don't think that reasonable people can understand. Kids sleeping on the floor without a mattress, no toys, no evidence of any school materials. Just coming home to constant partying. Who knows, you know, what kind of torment having to deal with. Horrible, really, when you think about it. How's that kid, you know, going to show up to school? What what, what kind of kid are you getting when he shows up to school? What kind of kid does that grow up to be? Somebody who hates the church? Somebody who hates traditional families? Probably. So maybe maybe we ought to look into that a little bit more. You know, the the abuse that went on in the Catholic Church, the numbers. Is it any wonder that there's a a not-so-small contingent that hates the church? I just think that, you know, before we just... I'm not saying it's not evil what's going on. It is evil what's going on. I understand the root of it. Maybe we could do something more about it or handle it uh, differently. There's a great write-up here in The American uh, Thinker, on a slightly different note, a great read. Uh, link's here in the show notes if you want to check it out. How have we gone from America's low inflation, high tax revenue... Full employment economy with an expanding middle class, energy independence, and rock-solid military to the kowtowing disaster of the last two years. The only possible conclusion, that this is a long-term and well-planned operation to kneecap America. And they go on. And I've made this same argument. Ballot counting machines that can't count ballots. Judges that refuses to judge. Anti-American American presidents. Prosecutors who don't prosecute or prosecute people for defending themselves. Peaceful protests labeled as domestic terrorism. The opposite, representatives who don't represent, corporations that don't seek profit, banks that don't protect their depositors' money. It goes on and on. Do good people do these things? But just sticking in the – it's a great read, by the way, if you want to check it out. But just sticking in the, the context of what we're talking about here in this war on families – Video, elementary school turned into LGBTQIA pride indoctrination camp. Topless trans woman at the White House pride event. Did you see the video of that? There was actually two. It was a female that became a man, so she had the scars of the double mastectomy. And then um, the male that had become a female. And um, I'll tell you... uh, I felt sorry, really, for both of them. It's just they, they've been mutilated, completely mutilated. Maryland, Democrat, uh, says that um, Muslim kids, again, this, this is amazing. You don't talk about representatives that don't represent. These Democrats ran on the back of the Muslim vote, and now they're saying that the Muslims who were against LGBTQ are aligned with white supremacists. Amazing when you think about it. Think about that. Kristen Wink, black woman, dark skin. I don't know if she's black, um, saying that they're aligned with white supremacists. Really unbelievable when you think about it. She might be a Pacific Islander. What kind of representative says that? Uh, uh, Here's what I think of your opinion on teaching, this radical teaching in our schools. You're, You're like a white supremacist. What? Saying that to a Muslim person, no less? How is it that a parent who is against LGBTQIA has anything to do with white supremacy, whether they're white or not? You see the tactics? By the way, here's another observation I have for you. I go down to Charleston, South Carolina, Republican, conservative area, and you know what I see? Happy, polite, friendly people. Just a simple observation. Texas, same thing. Come here to Philadelphia where you've got the liberal areas. I literally—I was pulling out of my driveway this morning, and a woman who I've seen walking before, um, was coming down the street. I couldn't pull out because there was a couple cars going by. I saw her wait a good distance away. I, she's never waved, never said hello. It's the weirdest doggone thing, and today, she clearly was avoiding me. And that simple observation got me to thinking, you know, what are we really talking about when we talk about traditional values versus progressive values? I don't see this as progress at all. Does anybody else uh, get that, uh, you know, when you feel sorry for those uh, transgender people at the White House? The scars? And that you can never undo that. And talk about not looking back. Well, you there's know, only one path forward at that point. What would you do? Have uh, prosthetic breasts reattached? Life-altering. It's disgusting, really, what they're doing. This complete disfiguration and bringing it to children. I don't want to keep uh, going through this because you already know what's going on if you're listening to this and you've been paying attention Middle school students tear down pride banners, chant USA are my pronouns, ended up getting a a talking to from the uh, principal. You don't think it's affecting um, uh, the way people are thinking. New York City literally sinking because it weighs too much. What was the one I mentioned yesterday, Axios? Oh, that the earth was leaning because of all the groundwater being pumped out. New York City could be sinking because it weighs too much. Is there any real evidence of that, though? I don't believe that there is. And um, <clears throat> there may be, actually. I take that back. But how much of that same evidence is being used to support rising sea levels due to climate change, when really it's the opposite, that the city is sinking? People can't think straight. They can't even think straight about their gender. How do you expect them to handle something as complicated as the weather? California moves to provide surrogates to gay male couples in the name of fertility uh, equality. Apparently, it's going to be unlimited. So if a gay couple wants to raise a child. So and let me just move off of this crazy train with this. You're going to have a hard time uh, raising a family in some of these states. You better be careful what school district you raise your kids in. A whole nother level of complexity. And what kind of outcomes? What, are we, what kind of craziness are we going to see 20 years from now with these people that have owned these uh, transgender drugs and been uh, completely uh, disfigured and realizing that it's not that fun? Who knows? The, the health problems that they're going to develop. Who knows? Uh the other feeling is that the that left un un you know restrained that bestiality is gonna be the next uh initial that's added to this whole thing. I don't know. You have you know gays asking, how did I get roped into the transgender umbrella? Isn't uh, brown skin? <laughs> Black's black and brown? Like it's like, wait a minute, how did, how did they suddenly How did the trannies begin to speak for these groups and then it's just happening? But either way, I want to just say this, and I'll let you get out of here. Get outside. Do something. Maybe you are outside while you're listening to this. I don't know. But I'll say this. uh, It's hard raising a family. You know this. For many people, it's the hardest thing that they'll ever do. I think I could say that. And it's good when we help each other with that. I don't know that it takes a village nonsense like Hillary, but it's good if you have a strong family, a strong extended family, a strong community. And, you know, I don't know, traditional values, or progressive values, but I'll just say this rules, not for the sake of rules, but rules for the sake of peace. That you don't have to worry that your daughter is going to go into a bathroom with some dude in there. It's called order. Not chaos. And if you're a parent, you understand how important having that order in your house is. The same with the church. Isn't that rules for the sake of rules? that rules for the sake of, of limiting people? But rules for the sake of bringing order instead of chaos. Rules to help people build themselves up. What's the role of the extended family that we've largely given up on? Now we just go at it alone and we call this progress? I don't think so. That we turn it over to the authorities? Look at what's happening with that. What did I say the other day? A guy said a government government can screw up anything, including your family. Now we're under attack, partly because we've made ourselves spiritually vulnerable. Do you understand that? When we walked away from the church. This is part of the consequence. I'm convinced of that as well. Here's a, a simple, practical solution When things start to get a little too – if you start to find a little confusion with your kids or or you, with your gender, uh, get a a proper spiritual foundation for your family and get outside more in nature. Forget about science. Nature, that's what we need to be talking about. Science has been corrupted. Nature can never be corrupted. It's impossible. Do you understand? Go get outside. Look at what's real. I get this from my daughter. She talks about uh, mating and reproducing in animals because she's seen it. I had a, a friend, interestingly, um, when I was younger, and he said, well, a great way to teach kids about sex is to use stuffed animals. I say that a much, much better way to do it is let them see real animals in the wild and how they, how they mate and how they re- uh, procreate and how they, they take care of their young and so forth because then they get to see what's real. Not science, not Facebook, not CDC. The way God genuinely intended it to be, it can never be corrupted. Do you understand that? It's impossible for them to do that. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.